Today we're going to hear from uh, Nick Toloni. Um, Nick um, is just finishing up his theology degree. He was a teacher in Well Kids, still is a teacher in Well Kids, but back when we met for in-person worship like 20 years ago. And so um, also he uh, and his wife, Abby, have a new son named Josiah. So this is a great Father's Day for Nick. So let's uh, make this happen. Um, bear with me on all my bad production skills here. All right, Nick, we got you on, man. Welcome to the well. All right. Hey, thank you. you Thanks doing, for having man? me. Absolutely. I'm good. And I, I love the fact that you're coming from Josiah's room. Oh, yeah. Got the crib, got the little teddy bear back there. It's a nice touch on Father's Day. So what we're going to do here, um, Nick, uh, we're going to bring you on full screen and and let you give the message today. And really excited about what you have to share, man. Also, thanks for uh, doing the legwork and coordinating the Christmas in July food drive that I know you're going to talk about and we'll talk about later on as well here. So you ready to go, man? <clears throat> let's do it. All right, everybody. Let's welcome <laughs> Nick Taloni. Thanks, Nick. <laughs> well, thank you guys for having me. And um, I'm humbled to, to be speaking, especially on Father's Day being uh, my first Father's Day. Um, but before I got started, I thought um, I'd share a little bit more about myself. Um, I know some of you guys, but um, looking forward to getting to know others um, when we get back in uh, to church in person, um, hopefully sooner rather than later. But a uh, um, little bit about me growing up. I grew up in Southern California in Orange County, um, three brothers and a sister. Um, I didn't uh, go to church much growing up, but I was baptized um, as an infant in the Catholic church. Um, and I would go to church here and then here and there, um, you know, with family, with cousins on Christmas and Easter. Um, and it wasn't really until I was in, you know, junior high and high school that I started uh, going to church more consistently. Um, I was going to Saddleback Church, which is, if you know, Rick Warren, that's his church in uh, Lake Forest, California. Um, and I was going really because my friends were going. Um, there were, you know, it was youth night. There were a lot of uh, games and uh, they had a state park. This church is just massive. So it was a lot of fun for me to hang out um, there with friends. But after, you know, a few few weeks, few months um, listening, I actually started listening to the sermon and um, I ended up giving my life, you know, giving my life to Christ um, and getting baptized shortly after there. And that was in my um, freshman year of high school. Um, but, you know, I kind of forgot about God, uh, so to speak, shortly after that. Um, you know, started hanging out with the wrong crowd, maybe, and um, uh, not making the best decisions and, and kind of turned away from God. Uh, and then when I graduated high school, uh, the day after I moved out to Arizona, uh, my sister, she lives in Chandler, and she offered me um, a fresh start, basically, um, to come out here to, um, yeah, just kind of get things together after high school. And um, I wasn't going to college right away. So that was great. Uh, for me, and I'm thankful for that. Um, but when I moved out here, that's really when I started going to church again. I wanted to um, get to know God again. I wanted to explore that again. Um, so I started attending a local church here, um, got really involved right away, um, serving in the children's ministry and uh, the high school ministry. I went on a few mission trips, and um, eventually in 2016, after my second short-term mission trip to Malawi, Africa, um, I ended up moving there permanently for two years, um, and I taught fifth grade. Um, it was 
an amazing experience. Um, it was an international Christian school. I had 15 students, um, students from all over the country, uh, excuse me, world and all over the world. Uh, and that was just a great experience. Um, but also during that time, that's really when things kind of started to change for me in, in my views. Um, I was exposed to a lot of different um, theologies, a lot of different perspectives. Um, I started my theology degree myself, and that with a combination of a lot of other um, life-changing events that happened while I was out there, really, I just started to become like mind blown. I didn't know what to do with all the information. Um, and so I guess that's kind of how I ended up at the well, um, being that I feel like the well is a place where I can explore um, you know, everything that's going on in my brain. And, um, you know, the people here are, are very gracious and um, loving towards that. Um, so, yeah, that's how I ended up at the well. Um, in 2018, I moved back to Arizona, where I ended up marrying my wife, Abby, six months later. I met Abby while I was in Malawi, actually teaching. Um, she came over and she, uh, she just walked into the room. So, I, hi, Abby. Perfect time. Uh, I met her when I was uh, teaching. She was out there on a short-term mission trip, um, and we just kind of started hanging out. Um, I went back to visit. She came to visit me. We did long distance for a year. Um, but anyways, that's how I met her. And um, like Ryan mentioned, we have an almost eight-month-old son, Josiah. Um, and so today's a special day for me because it's my first Father's Day. Um, and so with that, I want to say happy Father's Day. Um, I want to say happy Father's Day to my dad. Um, I love you. I thank you for all that you've done for me. Um, and I also want to say happy Father's Day to all the guys out there who are um, who have helped me along the way in my journey and my mentors. And um, so I'm very thankful for that. Um, so in honor of Honor's Day, I want to do something very special. And uh, that is I have a few dad jokes. So. Hopefully these aren't too cringy. <laughs> I've been laughing at them uh, just by myself. So here's the first one. What is it called when Batman skips church? A Christian bail. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you want to hear a joke about paper? Uh, never mind. It's terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I had a great joke about construction, but I'm still working on it. Um, and then the last one is my favorite of all time. Do you want to know my dentist's favorite time? It's 2.30. So, yeah, uh, I'm sorry about that. The worst part about this, I can't see you guys, so I can't see you cringing or anything, but I think it's pretty funny. But anyways, in all seriousness, um, you know, the moment that I became a father in that hospital room when I saw my son, things really changed for me. I, um, I, I don't know how to explain it really, but other than something just clicked and I was a whole new person and I felt this love that I never felt before for someone, um, an unconditional love um, for my son. I know that um, no matter what he does, um, I'm always going to love him. Who he is, I'm always going to love him because that's my son. Um, you know, and for me, I know that I'm going to sacrifice for him. I'll do what it takes, um, you know, for him to have a good life. Um, and sometimes that means working extra hard, picking up overtime, you know, other times it means sacrificing in other ways. Um, sometimes it's doing the dirty work and, you know, changing a smelly diaper, which, oof, those can really get to me sometimes. But, you know, reflecting on my first Father's Day, 
um, and what it means to me and the love I have for my, my son, it really made me start thinking about um, God and the type of love that he must have for us, um, you know, except on a whole nother level. Um, a whole nother level. And I can't imagine, I can't begin to fathom what kind of love he has um, for all of his children. Uh, especially since, you know, he did something like send his own son uh, to this earth to um, sacrifice for us. He sacrificed his own life um, for his children. And he also was an example of how we should live and love and walk the earth. Um, and so, um, yeah, I've just been reflecting on that a lot. Um, and I think that um, I hope that that can be an encouragement to you on Father's Day. Um, you know, whatever your relationship is like with your father or your dad. Um, and even if you never had a relationship with your dad, um, you know, it's it can be encouraging sometimes to know that God, you know, who is in heaven, he our father, he he's loves us. He's always going to love us. Um, and so with that, I wanted to kind of transition to our scripture um, and share the uh, scripture for today. Um, and it is Matthew 14. It's in Matthew 14. And I'm going to be reading verses 1 through 21. Uh, and this is just a great passage about, you know, the example of Jesus and the love that he has for his people. Um, and I'll just wait a few seconds here just in case you wanted to open up your Bible and follow along. And if not, that's fine, too. And I'll read it in just a second here. But. Uh, again, it's Matthew 14, uh, verses 1 through 21. I'll go ahead and start. So when Herod Antipas, the ruler of Galilee, heard about Jesus, he said to his advisors, this must be John the Baptist raised from the dead. That is why he can do such miracles. For Herod had arrested and imprisoned John as a, as a favor to his wife, Herodias, the former wife of Herod's brother, Philip. John had been telling Herod, it is against God's law for you to marry her. Herod wanted to kill John, but he was afraid of a riot because all the people believed that John was a prophet. But at a birthday party for Herod, Herodias' daughter performed a dance that greatly pleased him. So he promised with a vow to give her everything she wanted, anything she wanted, excuse me. At her mother's urging, the girl said, I want the head of John the Baptist on a tray. Then the king regretted what he had said, but because of the vow he had made in front of his guest, he issued the necessary orders. So John was beheaded in the prison, and his head was brought on a tray and given to the girl, who, and she took it to her mother. Later, John's disciples came for his body and buried it. They went and told Jesus what had happened. As soon as Jesus heard the news, he left in a boat to a remote area to be alone. But the crowds heard where he was, um, where he was headed, and followed on foot from many towns. Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat and he had compassion on them and he healed their sick. That evening, the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place and it is already getting late. Send the crowds away so that they can go to the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said, that isn't necessary. You feed them. But we only have five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here, he said. Then he told the people to sit down on the grass. John took the five loaves and two fish, looked up toward heaven and blessed them. Then, the break, then breaking the loaves into pieces, he gave the bread to the disciples who distributed it to the people. They all ate as much as they wanted. And afterwards, the disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftovers. About 5,000 5, men were fed that day in addition to all the women and the children. 
So there's a lot there, a lot going on. Um, something gruesome. Um, anyways, um, a lot going on. And as I've been studying uh, this passage throughout the week, as I've been um, reading it and um, having conversations with friends and family about it, um, I came up with kind of three um, ways we can love uh, like Jesus did, kind of based on this passage. Passage: Three things we can, ways we can love like Jesus did, especially, um, you know, during this time when there's um, a lot going on in the world with coronavirus and, um, you know, racial tension, a racial divide in the country. And so um, I think this can be helpful for, for us, um, and that's my hope. Um, but I just wanted to recap that real quick, that passage, because there's a lot going on. Um, first, we have John the Baptist. He's beheaded pretty gnarly, put on a, a tray, his head on a tray. Um, and then the disciples, they go and tell Jesus what had happened. And so I imagine that this was devastating for Jesus. Um, and we can see that because he immediately after he got that news, he went to a, on a boat. He went into the middle of um, the sea and he was alone. Um, but then he sees people. He sees that there's a need. Um, the people want him. He comes right to them. And it's uh, the Bible says it says he healed their sick, which I think that's amazing. He just didn't, didn't just go and see, you know, what's going on. He went and actually did something. He acted. He um, met their need. Uh, and then the disciples later on, um, it's getting late. And the disciples are like, hey, Jesus, you should send these people home. Um, you know, they're probably getting hungry. They can go to their village and get something for themselves. Jesus says, no, you feed them. That's for you to do. You can feed them. And then um, Jesus multiplies the disciples five loaves of bread and the two fish. And there's plenty for everybody. Um, so, again, just I wanted to share three things with you that I learned um, that can hopefully help us love others um, right now. So the first first thing is to be still. Um, if you notice that when Jesus went alone, um, when he heard about John the Baptist, he went to be alone. Um, he was being still. Um, and this is something Jesus did often throughout his ministry. If you look at Luke 5:16, it talks about how Jesus often went to lonely places to pray. Um, and we see other parts of the Bible where Jesus, um, you know, retreated to be alone. Um, however, he didn't stay long when he did that. He kind of got refreshed and he went out and acted. Um, but we'll talk a little bit about that later. Um, but what's also interesting is that towards the end of uh, this passage that I read, the feeding of the 5,000, Jesus goes back up into the mountains and to retreat, to be alone again. Uh, but he doesn't stay long. What happens right after that? He goes in uh, the middle of the morning and he calms the storm of the disciples. There's a storm on the sea. Um, he walks on water. Um, so then you say, see again how he retreated and then acted. Um, so first thing is to be still. Um, and I just wanted to give kind of a little uh, example of this in my life. When I get home from work, a lot of times I need a debrief. I've had a long day and um, a lot of times I'm not ready to give the attention that my family needs to them um, for my wife, for my son. So a lot of times I'll retreat. I'll go and be still for a few minutes so I can kind of prepare myself uh, for to meet their needs. Um, one of my favorite places to retreat is actually right in here in Josiah's room. 
um, because it's such a fresh room. It's um, quiet. It's just a really nice place. And uh, my wife actually does it too. Sometimes when she gets a little anxious, she'll go on over into Josiah's room and just sit in there for a few minutes. Um, it's kind of a nice quiet place to be alone. Another thing I like to do is take a bath and I'm not afraid to admit it. Take a little uh, bubble bath. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, that's a way for me to calm my nerves, um, calm down. Um, so the first thing is to be still uh, that I've learned from this passage. And then once we're still, we're able to listen. And that's the second um, thing that I've learned from this passage is to listen. Um, so you can see that Jesus throughout the day, um, excuse me, Jesus comes to shore. He helps the disciples. And then the feeding of the 5,000 doesn't happen until later at night. So it seems like what happened is uh, Jesus stayed all day. Um, he hung out with um, the people. He hung out with the disciples. And um, I like to think that maybe he, you know, had conversations with them. Maybe he prayed with them. Um, I don't know. But um, that's what I like to think. Um, I think it's important that we listen to others, um, especially when they have different views with, than us, um, because that's when we can learn a lot from them. Uh, that's when we can um, understand them better. And in return, that's how we can love them better. Uh, and so I, I'll give an example at work. Um, I work with this guy named John and uh, he's very different than me and I'm very different than him. Um, he is a man in his fifties. I'm in my twenties. He is a black man. I'm a white man. Um, he's a Muslim. I'm a Christian. And so there's a lot of things that are um, different between us and we have a lot of different ideas and a different views and different perspectives on um, life and life in general and we have deep conversations and I learned so much from from John and um, and I think that's because we're able to sit and listen to each other um, we're not interrupting each other we're not trying to prove each other wrong we're just sharing our perspective and we're asking each other questions um, so that's just one example, I think, of how we can better listen. And um, I'm grateful for, for that relationship that I have with him. Um, I think a great way to listen also is to share a cup of coffee. Um, have, a coffee have a cup of coffee. Don't share, especially right now. Um, but, you know, go have a cup of coffee with someone. Um, maybe even a beer if you're into that. Um, share a meal together. And hopefully these are things we can do more and more as um, – um, in the future, when the pand pandemic, you know, starts to die down, hopefully. But um, I think that's another great way that we can listen to people. Um, with what's going on right now with race, um, my wife and I have been watching um, different documentaries and things like that on Netflix. Um, so that's been really helpful for us. Um, another thing we've been doing is listening to podcasts. Um, one of my favorite podcasts, new podcast, is Codebreakers, and it really just exposes me to uh, different perspectives of um, different people, people that are different than me. Um, and so when you prepare, when you're still, you're preparing to listen to people, to better hear them so that you can better love them. Um, and when you listen, then you're ready to act. You're ready to act. Um, and so if we look back at the scripture, 
we can see that Jesus uh, acted. He acted a lot. He was in the boat. Uh, he was alone. He was mourning, but he acted. He knew that there was a need. Um, and so I'll read this again. It says, as Jesus, as soon as Jesus heard the news, he left in a boat to a remote area to be alone. But the crowds heard where he was headed and followed on foot for many times. Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. Um, so we see how he got up out of his boat. He went and he acted um, to meet the needs of others. Um, and again, talking about um, kind of what's going on with race, um, I think it's important that if we see an injustice, um, that we speak out against it um, and just do what's right. Um, also with the pandemic, um, another way to act during the pandemic and show love to others is to wear your mask. Um, and I think that's something important um, as well that we need to be doing. Um, and I also know that a lot of people from the well um, have stepped up to provide and serve people in need during this time. And um, I think that's amazing. They've, I've heard about people donating um, their money. They, I've heard about people donating uh, food. I've heard about people donating um, their cars, different things, which I think is just um, amazing. So uh, keep it up. I, that's great. But once, um, so once I'm still, I can better listen to my wife's needs. Um, I can, so going back to the listen part, sorry. So I was uh, still, then I was able to listen to my wife's needs. After I listened to my wife's needs, now I can act and do what I, do what they need. I can, um, you know, give my wife some quiet time. I can um, do different things to help her out. Um, and so, Back to the scripture again. My favorite part of this is um, when Jesus tells the disciples, no, you feed them. The disciples want Jesus to send the people away. He wants them to send the crowd away um, to go eat. Jesus says, no, you feed them. And um, I think that's just something amazing. Um, and a great example that we, we could have as well um, to act on. And so... With that, I am very excited to announce um, an opportunity we have at The Well to serve and better love our family um, and, our, and our neighbors and our um, community. And that is um, through a new opportunity called A-Z-C-E-N-D. It's a food bank. Um, it's based in Chandler. Um, and the thing about um, food banks is people like to donate um, in the very beginning um, or excuse me at the very end of the year they like to um, donate which is great um, for Christmas um, and so they have lots of money these food banks uh, lots of money lots of food lots of resources during that time of the year but unfortunately it gets a little lower um, during this time and so um, basically, this is Christmas in July, and how it works is that you go to um, fooddriveonline.org slash A-Z-C-E-N-D, and um, they have a virtual grocery store on there. They have a virtual grocery store. It's kind of cool. I tried it out. You can go and actually click on items and drag them um, to the checkout area, to the shopping cart, and then you can then go uh, and pay for those, and 
the organization receives that money and they'll go and buy those items for you. Um, so that's A-Z-C-E-N-D. Um, and uh, looking forward to that. I tried it out. It was pretty cool. It was a lot of fun. Um, so looking forward to that. If you have any questions about that, you can contact um, the Well Well Facebook page. Um, and I know Ryan and um, would be happy to uh, answer questions for you. Um, so I'm just very thankful that I was able to share this morning, um, share a little bit about my story, share a little bit about um, uh, acting, um, loving, about um, listening, and then being still, listening so we, um, sorry, being still so that we can listen, and then listening so that we can act. Um, and I, it's my prayer that we're able to love um, better because of this. Um, and yeah, I thank you again for, for having me. And um, let me close in prayer. God, I thank you for uh, today. Um, I thank you that it's Father's Day and that you've made me a father. And God, I thank you that you, you are um, my heavenly father um, who will, will love me, has loved me, um, and always will love me. Um, I thank you for everybody at the well, um, and I pray for their health. I know there's people at our church who are sick, um, who may be going through financial um, burdens right now, and I just pray for them. You would be with them right now, God. Um, so I love you, God. I thank you, and um, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.